You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hashtag no music, no intro. A Monday episode that was not really planned and not just a normal Monday episode. We have the future Time Lord himself, Sports Illustrated, John Hendricks, coming on the Saints Block Party podcast. I feel like I, I feel bad because I don't know. I don't know why this hasn't this hasn't happened sooner. Um, yeah. But much much love to John. Uh, it was great meeting John and chopping it up with him last year in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Um, Hell yeah! Just a super cool dude. If you, if you ever want to know what's going to happen in the Saints game as it's happening, might want to be careful of following John on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but I also just want to like it just hit me. I was thinking about this earlier when this all got booked. I was like, man, man, I had John blocked for like the longest time for like number of years, really? and I couldn't, I could not Redemption to this day. <laughs> to this day. If you ask me why, I couldn't tell you why. I mean, he's been on the Saints to the streets forever, man. I, I, I know. I, he, a minute. You, know, you know how I am, Wolf, bro. Like, yeah, I, I hear, I, I read the wrong tweet on the wrong, <laughs> wrong day. Wrong day. Out of here. But that, that's Thank my you. bad, John. Uh, but thanks for coming oh, on, man. I really appreciate okay. it. No, I appreciate it. And I'm sorry I ruined your games if anybody's tuning in. So oh, it just it's, no. it shows how much the streaming is. Some people say, like, man, at least I know I don't have to have much anxiety. Some people say I can bet now or I can make some bets and win some bets <laughs> right. because I know what's happening in the future. So I don't I know. know it, it if, it's, if, it's like a, if it's like a challenge or something, I just can't wait. I'm like, man, I'm going to see what John <laughs> say. <laughs> I know he right there in the future. Pretend you're clairvoyant. Yeah, pretend you're clairvoyant. <laughs> yeah. No, man, which is it's good. It's good having you on, especially after I feel like it, I know it was yesterday, but like it feels like the game wasn't yesterday for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, start, the Saints get. I, I I tweeted like to me like yesterday felt like such an impressive win against a tough Titans team. They were able to you know squeak out the win. I think it just goes to like we've heard from Ross, we've seen from like your tweets, just the feel this team felt different in training camp like something was different about this team right to see them kind of capitalize get the win to kind of maybe there's something to that kind of shows that there there is at least starting off being that you're at the game you've been with the team since training camp what's this the general overall vibe you have for for what the state is of the saints right now well, I, I mean, I've been saying this, it's, it's the best vibes in the locker room I've had in years, right? I, and it's mm. just, it's everybody. 
not just the vets, it's the rookies, it's the guys in the second year, the third year, all of them. I mean, this it feels like a, a well-oiled machine charging ahead for one particular goal. And so I think a lot of this had to do with Derek Carr, uh, Dennis Allen's a lot more comfortable. I mean, it's it's visible, yeah. right? Like he feels like right. he knows a little bit more about what he's doing, uh, but it's, it's yes. all the players, right? And I mean, I think Derek Carr is a big part of that. But, you know, one of the things he said, was, you know, when he was scouting it, this kind of goes back to the Pro Bowl because he asked DeMario and Cam about New Orleans at the Pro Bowl, actually. And so it's just one of those things where try to get a sense of vibe. And, and, you know, Derek never came in here to try to take over anything. But look, he said, everybody's, it's like, you know, perfectly in unison trying to unite for the one goal as far as the leaders in this building. But man, it's just, you know, talking to players, just how happy they are. And I get it. It's like, it's the beginning of the season. But last year, a little bit off because it was a lot of change, especially because yeah. James got hurt. And that was kind of like you could see kind of the, the, the air fall out and, and stuff like that. And the wind got knocked out of the sails. And then the year before that was COVID and Sean. I mean, it was just you try. I mean, when you got Trevor Simeon starting games for you and Ian Book, I mean, and not too much optimism to have. But, yeah, dark days. But, man, just every player I've talked to in that locker room, you just see – how rejuvenated and car too. I mean, he's super rejuvenated. I mean, it's just like an unreal level of how, how competitive he is and just how excited he is to be here. And even guys like Colin Saunders or a Nathan Shepard, yeah. Lonnie Johnson, right. Jr. All these guys that they brought in, it's not just the rookies, these free agents, man, they all bought in, man. Yeah. Bought in. Yes. And I'm like, totally. like you mentioned Derek Carr, uh, um, I saw that saints put out like a little video today of him coming out the tunnel and you know that I mean, it was fire. I was like, damn, that's hot. Yeah. But right. I just imagine being Derek Carr. I mean, you got thrown away, like pretty much thrown away last year by the Raiders, shipped out. Mm-hmm. And I can't I just can't imagine the feeling of him coming in, the city's embracing him, the team's embracing him, everybody's ready for him to perform, and then boom, you playing football yesterday, bro. Like real live action football. And it didn't start off perfect. I mean, it kind of did start off perfectly. Hit the big shot to Michael Thomas. Right. Um, drive was looking good. Kind of stumbled three points. Offense slowed up. You know, he was getting beat up, uh, pressured, hit. Trevor Pennant was struggling. But then as the game went along, got to the second half, they were able to figure some things out. And really, they put a lot on Derek Carter win the game. Like, he won the game mm-hmm. with his arm at the end of the day with that big throw to uh, Raheed Shaheed. Nuts, uh, bro. 40, 44 yards bro, on third nuts. down. On Cojones. third and mid. Cojones. 36. Bro, like, <laughs> that's just crazy. So, like, what was the – did you go to the locker room or, like, what was it mm. like after that, after, uh, you know, from your point of view as the media? Yeah, look, well, let me say this, too. Carr actually said this the other week. He said, you know, in a lot of – since he got cut, right, by the Raiders. Yeah. It's his first yeah. time he's ever fed. He's gotten cut in his career and stuff. And so you're right. The, the atmosphere, the energy with Jimmy Graham doing the Who Dat chant, all that stuff, it was just electric. I haven't seen the Dome that lit since P.J. Williams picked off Tom Brady to win that game Ooh. against the Colts. That's the last time I've seen that kind of energy. Oh, the Kevin Dome. White catch? And that, or the <laughs> Kevin White catch, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of dark days, guys, right? <laughs> oh. oh, man. But – but back to the car, man, just the, the vibes in the locker room, just car, just the energy again, just how happy everybody was. Cam just talking about it. And, and the thing is, it was good. But again, everybody's like, it's one win. We kind of just mm-hmm. celebrate this right now in the moment. Right, right. This is far from over. 
lot of stuff to still need to clean up, you know, like talk about the, the pass rush and, and pass protection and stuff uh, as they, they got Trevor pending some help. So after that really bad drive, yeah. that's, I was actually re- rewatched the film this evening. And so it was just one of those things where they started to give him a little bit more support. Second half was much better. So, I mean, again, yeah. he's a young guy and, and he's kind of been out there, but you know, Everybody remembers Teron Armstead's first outing in 2013. He sucked. I mean, he was not good, but, I mean, he was placing Charles Greg Brown, Hardy. too. Yeah, Greg yeah. Hardy ate his lunch. I mean, the Titans, man, they got a, a tough front. And so, and that's also a 3-4 defense. So, it's a 3-4. Mm-hmm. Three, three, so, it gives you a lot of different looks and appreciation for it. But, man, it's just locker room guys just happy. I mean, you know, what it happens after the game, for those who just don't really know, is, you know, the players meet. And then if it's a home game, something they've done in the last couple of years is they have all the family that's there for the Saints, whether it's family, friends, wives, kids, all that stuff. Everybody's out on the Superdome after after the game on the field. And wow. they kind of have like this little meat party type thing. That's, that's cool. something I never saw really with Sean. This is something Dennis had brought in. So it's just kind of wow. like a family, real inclusive thing. I think that's something DA like people just don't know about it he just really has changed and embraced like this family atmosphere and and stuff that you know most people just don't see right interesting oh super super interesting um so this team obviously is going to be measured about how how they produce how they succeed this upcoming season um you brought the trevor penning thing i think i'll say this ryan and i have been notorious in terms of pointing out coaching issues, coaching concerns throughout the last couple of seasons, especially with, with last fair. season. Yeah, yeah, fair. Right. But I will say that le- yesterday gave me a little bit of optimism, right? We saw mm-hmm. motion, not just used once or twice or here, the motion used very often in that game. The the motion that was used for Shahid to come on on that on that run, that jet action sweep, to end the game with Jamal Williams getting the first down, like I told Ryan, that was set up because they kept running that play. They kept running that play. They fake it, just a, just a dive play, boom, get the first down, win the game. So there were yep. saw a lot of things in terms of coaching wise that should give like fans optimism for the upcoming season. What have you kind of heard or seen in the coaching staff that maybe allude to those some? improvements like just perfect pete carmichael called a 44 yard shot play on third and six with the game was like that was not (laughs) happening last year now maybe some of that was because of who the quarterback was or what have you but that there's Mm. no way that that a play like that was going to be called last year yeah look and and the thing is you you talked about it today but i mean they knew da and and pete were talking to each other said they know they can't just run the ball and run this clock out they got to get something aggressive Derek was talking to, to Pete. That's what they came up with. They liked the matchup with Rashid uh, and such. And so that was what they were doing is they were just going to be aggressive on that. And look, even before that, they had all the, the stuff, the holding call on Keith Kirkwood to set him back in, you know, that, that negative yardage and stuff. So they were able to overcome yeah. all that type of stuff. And so as even better, and you kind of alluded to some of the things in the motion. One of the things that caught my eye was – them motioning Chris Olave into the backfield and then hitting him out of the backfield. I mean, that's something that I think we've seen. I've seen a lot more, and I saw this in training camp, a lot more of the two running back sets, and it makes me happy to know when when AK comes back, him and Jamal in that backfield, it's going to be a lot more of that, and this is something they just haven't had over the years. and So so I think it's really a tribute to – 
Nikki Pete, I guess, if you want to say, or the mad scientist. Oh, I think we saw oh, a little bit more was, of what we were lab expecting. He's in the lab a little bit. And so right. when you got bit. the tour the talent, you got the tour and the talent, it makes it work. But to answer your question on the coaches, look, it, it's, it's one of those things where DA has been able to pick his people, right? And so yeah. he had Brian Nielsen leave. There was some some disagreements on philosophy between him and Chris Richard. Sean Payton picked all of the guys like Declan Doyle, Zach Streve. You know, they didn't retain some of the guys. But D.A. brought in guys that, A, he can trust and, and B, that knows what they're trying to do. And so I think the additions of Joe Woods has been outstanding for the secondary, the way he's used tactics and such. Look, he's in the booth. He's not on the sidelines. I don't know if you've caught mm. on that, something mm, they've done in preseason. No. He's up in the booth doing things. Um, and so That's it's interesting. an interesting little wrinkle that they have. And so uh, and Clancy Barone on the other side, offensive guy. I mean, this guy is really smart. And I mean, just talking to him, he's – Absolutely smart. Clancy, Clancy Barone, you say? The Titans group, Titans coach. Yeah, okay. he's worked with Alex Crumpler in the past, oh, Kyle okay. Rudolph in the past. Like when they guys were Pro Bowls, All Pros, and such. Um, you know, Todd Grantham. They've had this attacking style of defensive line. It's mm-hmm. something that I just mm-hmm. like so excited to see because they weren't at that athletic that last year with Anyanade right. and Tuttle. I mean, they got guys in Colin Saunders. Man, he's three twenty four. That's what he was listed at. But he was playing in 315, 318. Man, this guy can move. Like, he just, yeah. like, just. That Derek is Henry screen. And he, yeah, he was just all nine, nine. Just, I was like, go get him, big guy. Go get him, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Man. But then he got, man, he got like, the, 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 the fat dude thing where you just reach a limit and you just, like, like uh, just, <laughs> he reached his top end speed. He reached his top end speed, and that's about it, you know? <laughs> It's like you got to go chase him down, Marcus. Or these corners that are fast enough Something, to get there. Someone Henry. help, help, <laughs> help me. me! Yeah, but I think it's just these coaches, really, man. They just—it's a lot more confidence. I think you see from guys, and I, I tell you, Joe Woods, I think has been the best addition, right? I think there's wow. been a lot of them, but what he's done with Marshawn Lattimore in camp has been outstanding. I think guys like Alante Taylor, like we, we were really surprised about Bradley Roby. And when them going with Elante, like there were some plays against the Titans where if Elante doesn't make that tackle, that's going for a lot more extra yards. Like that one he got Der- uh, uh, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, one that he got first contact on Derrick Henry, on and then everybody Henry. came in. I mean, the guy's super underrated, but he's talented as hell. And he's going to go through a little bit of growing pains. You saw a little bit of that, yeah. but he's just going to elevate, you know, week after week. But they've right. made some really good coaching additions. And I think just people are bought in and they're, just absorbing everything, buying in, and just taking it like a sponge. Yeah, one one theory I had about Pete Carmichael, I was like, look, the guy has literally worked with Drew Brees since the Chargers. Like, he came in as an offensive assistant, was on in Drew Brees' hip until, you know, what, two years ago, and now he's thrown Andy Dalton and, you know, Jameis Winston. And, you know, look, maybe a better coach could get more out of those guys, but you know, I think he's somebody that's used to having guys that could, you know, adjust plays at the line of scrimmage, can understand protections, can all just understand the different coverages and the progressions and this, that, and the other. I think he was so used to that. He was really handcuffed last year with what he tried to do and implement. Um, so I think we're starting to see this season what he really wants to do as an offensive coordinator. Right. And, you know, I mean, last year, you know, there's the talk about him not really wanting a job. Maybe that's why. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think this – could be have invigorated Pete and we're going to get the best yeah. Pete, you know, that mad scientist Pete that we hopefully going to yeah. get. 
and, and I'll say this, that one of the things, and again, I wish Jameis would have got a fair shake. I wish the injuries didn't happen. I wish I would have loved to see him go 17 games. But you look at that first throw to Mike, the way Carr fit that in that window, I, I don't oh, know if another it, quarterback bro. was going to be able to do it. I just don't know that. And, and one yeah, of the things man. they loved about Derek, just little nuances of bringing him in, you know, before in the last couple of years, Eric McCoy has been making all the calls and protection at the line. Yeah. Derek Carr does all of that. He has full reign on this offense. He's got the trust and all those things. He can check out of plays he doesn't like. I mean, it's just so much input that he gets, and they love how calm he is under the pressure, whereas, you know, sometimes Jameis gets a little bit erratic when there's pressure happens and stuff and tries to force a good bit. And so, I, I mean, Carr doesn't have to be Drew. He doesn't have to be this elite no. quarterback. But no, no. You saw yesterday he learned from it. He looked. He made some good things, some tough throws. Even the ones that didn't hit, you know, there's things where he stepped up in the pocket, was able to do things. And I think as the season progresses and they get this thing figured out, all those plays are going to hit. It, it was just, I mean, we we brought this up in our in our live stream. Just having a quarterback that can just make subtle new like movements on like on the move and move in the pocket and extend a play yeah. a half, Ugh. two, three. Like we even drew at his peak, right? Like it just wasn't really his game. So yeah, Derek Carr being able to do that, especially I think yesterday was a perfect example. You're going against a a, a front. That's probably the toughest front they're going to face all season. Like that front was yeah. formidable. It's a good front, yep. and he was able to make plays off script. That it, it helps the offense. But I will one of the worries that that I came back with yesterday is, and I and kind of maybe because it was a good front, maybe that was because of it. Should I? I feel worried about the run game. And I get it. AK's AK's not there. I, I don't I don't like the like the depth chart. He, Kendra's hurt. He's he's been hurt. So it was like Jamal Williams and Tony Jones Jr. No offense to Tony Jones Jr. But like we thought we were rid of Tony Jones Jr. Like yes. just just he just you know just keeps coming back. That's like for me like as a fan. If this team wants to hit his pinnacle, whatever their pinnacle is, right? 10, 11 wins, NFC South champions in the playoffs, the, the running game to some degree has to get figured out. And I, I get a little annoyed that they do like the, okay, our office is struggling. Let's do the break emergency glass and try to use Taysom. Like it, what are there things that can be done for the running game to improve and, and get better? Obviously aside for AK just coming back. Well, I mean, they got to get Kendra back. I mean, that hamstring thing is a, a crazy, and that is something I was worried about. I mean, I know it was already – I mean, Titans were number one run defense last year, and you see why right. against that one. It was just they weren't getting a lot of push in it. That was one of the things I said during the None. game. And just, you know, and, and when it, they needed it most, Jamal got that, and it, thankfully he didn't get yes. that fumble because, you know, he got punched oh, out God. for sure. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> – Thanks, baby. It is a little Thanks, bit worse. It's – it yeah, is. they know how to pull at the heartstrings, that's for sure, and keep you on the edge of your seat. You just think it's it's over or something's going to happen. Nah, it's just, if it can, it Not will. Yet. I've seen too much over this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we ain't even got to the playoffs yet, so that's when it really gets fun. <laughs> oh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, you know, look, I, I don't – they got to get something better. You know, and look, I know – 
as far as Kirk Merritt, and they he was going to be a little bit bigger part of the plan. Tony Jones Jr. was going to be a little bit bar, bigger part of the plan, but they got to get Kendra Miller back. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he's dealt with these injuries right now. Those hamstrings are really tricky. He should be able to go next there this next week against the Panthers. But, you know, I think that one-two punch is going to definitely help him out. But, you know, Taysom, he wasn't really used at all in the first half, and they used him some mm-hmm. in the second half. I mean, when you, you're struggling against a front like that, I just don't know if a Taysom is the call for it because you got to be able to run the football. you got to be able to, to move the sticks a good bit and, and such. So, look, I think you're playing the Panthers next week. you got the Packers right behind them. I think you can have a better outing running the football. But, you know, we'll right. see if they can make those corrections. But I feel better about it, you know, when they can get the film they look at and just be able to execute this next week. Were you able to get a good feel for Taysom Hill uh, just throughout camp as far as, like, how they intend to use him or is this going to be kind of, you know, just go as we they've been doing is kind of just break him out when they need a spark on offense or something like that? Because it seemed like he really didn't have a home, you know, on offense this, this summer, you know, through training camp. Sometimes they had him playing quarterback, using tight ends. Sometimes they had him, you know, running around like, it's like, what are we going to do with this guy? I just, I know I, we want, I want them to use him. I just know that much because the dude averaged like six yards per carry in the run game. You know what I'm saying? Like, use yeah. the guy. Yeah, I mean, and so that's an interesting you bring it up because I think there's a couple of things, right? And so he also said, he told us before, he's like, when I show up to camp, I don't know what position I'm playing, right? And so that's kind of the it's things crazy. that would happen. He might be in the tight ends one day. He might be with the quarterbacks yeah. one day. It just depends. And so with Taysom, look, it's just – also, one of those things too, he's coming off that oblique strain and which t- took him oh, out, yeah. like took him out a lot longer because originally DA right. said it was only going to be like one to two days and ended up being well over a week and such. So I yeah. think that might play a little bit into it. He was playing special teams, but, uh, you know, and I was even looking at it last year. I mean, when he plays 20 snaps or more, I mean, the Saints had a six and two record last season. And so I think they're going to get the Taysom train going. And something I caught wind of back at the combine is that they said they had a better understanding of how to use him. I don't think that's something that they're, we're going to see early on, but hopefully as it mm. progresses and goes down the line, I think there are some wrinkles to have with Taysom Hill in the lineup, but look, you know, it was far from a perfect product on offense, but still it was right. ended up being their best offensive performance since uh, they played the Raiders last year on October 30th. That was the most yards they have netted Our since that game last year. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, we just gotta just we just gotta go to every game now, apparently, or something. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, if you just go back and you read the the stats for like Olave and Rashid Shahid, I was kind of blown away that they put up such big numbers because, like, watching the game, it didn't feel like. Like Chris Olave had like eight, eight for like one twelve. Shahid, like it didn't feel like that. But that, I think that's a credit to um, more like the Titans defense. Something that that bugs me, and it, I don't think it's a Saints thing. I don't think it's like a DA thing. It's just an NFL head coach thing. Brian Brissy, twenty five snaps yesterday. He once he started getting in the game. And maybe the other components to it. It felt like the Titans, or excuse me, the the Titans run game. Um, Took it kind of took a step back of how they were kind of dominating up front for a bit. What is there's just like let's go with like the vets and like get the rookies in slowly. Like I would rather see At Perry instead of keep Kirkwood on on game day. Do you feel like Reese's snaps 
usage is, is going to increase and maybe there'll be more looks for, for AT Perry uh, in the future as, as the season goes on. Yeah. I think for, for starters, I mean, they, AT has got to work on some elements of his game. He's got to get better in blocking. That's the first thing I'd tell you on that one. And so he can oh, catch the ball. He one. had some ups and downs for sure. <laughs> Let's not talk about Traquan, I guess. <laughs> Tra- 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 oh man. Traquan. That's the weirdest, oddest thing. I don't know what is going on there. No, I mean, no it's crazy. This, this dude was crazy. Get- how, how healthy he was. And then all of a sudden he just gets hurt. Again, I was like, oh, my God, what, like, on, what are the odds? Quag on quag. Quag on quag, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just, like the Vi- just like the Vikings finding out about Marcus Davenport, too. You know what I mean? Like the real <laughs> oh, man. That was like but, a uh, highlight for me yesterday, bro. Uh, that was crazy, man. <laughs> yes. Absolutely yes, crazy. <laughs> Popped up late on the injury report, and then he's out with the ankle. <laughs> ah, it's tough. Don't miss to it. see it. Yeah, and so I think, <laughs> I mean, and so I think AT is going to get some. He's going to take some refinement. And same thing with Isaiah Foskey too. I mean, he's very talented. And that's what sucks about losing Peyton Turner. Is guy worked his ass off, right? And he ended up he did, getting man. into to the scheme of things. He was there for the full off season, turf toe. Now you're probably not going to see him till week thirteen, week oh. fourteen. But look. With the Saints, oh. the way they run that line, it's 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 Saunders and Shepard, and again, they like their abilities for sure. And I think they're they're a lot more athletic. I know they're a lot yes. more athletic for sure than the other two they had. But Versailles is a guy that they like to use on this pass rush situation, especially because they can use him all over against the, on the line and such. But yeah. you saw how much penetration and pressure he can get. I mean, he was there on the backfield like the guy is a beast. And I, I think Malcolm Roach is another guy. Like, this is a very underrated yeah. defensive interior. But Absolutely. let me tell you, that was one of my concerns going into, like, training camp. But, look, I got made to believe it really yeah. quick, really quick. And then it's like, after all that, I was like, okay, I'm just worried about the offensive line because I saw what I need to see linebacker. saw what I need to see from the interior defensive line. But I think Brisset is a guy that you're going to just have to start feeding him a little bit more. I don't know if I get wrapped up too much in the snap counts, but you see how much his ability is to affect the game. He's just got an insane raw power. And again, he was a guy that medical concerns coming out of college, man. But look, you see the, the talent and the promise. This is one of the oh. ones. Please just stay healthy because if he does, the Saints hit a home run with this guy. Right. And man, I, I got to talk about who we call Big Creep, uh, Carl Grandison. <laughs> mm. I mean, is it, am I, was, it just the, was it just the Titans? Bad offensive line, or yeah, Andre, is Carl Andre Gillard, or is it Carl Grandison actually looking, looking like a starting pass rusher in this league, bro? Like he was looking yeah. good yesterday. Yeah, he's somebody I, I talked about. Yeah, I talked about him all training camp. Like he was just one of those guys that stood out and made things every day. And I get it, you were going against you know your own competition and stuff, but he slimmed down. He's playing right now at about two eighty seven. He improved his run defense a ton. That was his biggest thing. And look, last year he was taking yeah. snaps from Marcus Davenport. But look, he's got a refined pass rush ability. He's very quick, deceptively quick, I guess is the way I best uh, put him. And of course, he's in a contract yeah. year, so that also helps as well. But oh, yeah. you know, look, he's just a quiet guy that comes in and does what he needs to do, and he's only improved and such. And so I always felt like he was going to be the guy to start opposite of Cam, but it was nothing that was given to him because you had Peyton Turner right. that was playing well as well. But, you know, I think he's legitimately the real deal. And so he led the way in sacks yesterday in one and a half. I think he's in for a pretty strong season myself. But, and I think that's legitimately the guy that you're expecting to give it to you for 
a full 17 games. But of course, you got to play the games. I think some of these other offensive mm-hmm. lines, because you got to remember, Titans had a lot of moving parts and pieces on their offensive line. Yes. So they're going to have right. to figure things out as well. But man, just the way they were able to just, it, it's just a vicious interior rush, a vicious outside it attack. It's just stunts, whether you're pushing. I mean, they were getting a lot of penetration on that offensive line. So it's like, that's grown man stuff, right? And so I think yes, sir. a lot yeah. of those guys are doing those grown man games. I love trench work for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'll drop like a little, like a like a little news is that they like the Saints really were trying to extend big creep, like like yeah. leading up, like leading up to like the the first game this week. And and now and now if you're him, it's like I mean, unless unless you just want the guaranteed money, it's like why why would I? take an extension like i you know you bet on yourself he has a great season then that price tag goes up but um i know that's something the team was really trying to trying to push for but just getting away from the saints man i just want to hit john with this question is that your your path to being a a a beat reporter is is just inspiring right It, it was your path was what i felt like at some point in my life that i wanted to be my path and i started doing it for a little bit i was like nah this game ain't for me but your path is inspiring in terms of just being it uh, unconventional. So just just talk about the, the grind that you put in from on on Twitter, on social media to get to where you are now. Because I think you are like a, a really true inspiration for people who are who are younger and they want to be getting the business and feel like maybe they they can't or they don't know how. Yeah, and I appreciate that. It's very non traditional. And look, I, I'm a firm believer in paying it forward. So I love when people reach out, and I don't care how small your show is, I, I don't mind giving people the time of day because when I was coming up, people gave me the time of the day and it meant the world right. to me. I mean, people that were influential on radio, TV, just taking a chance, I always hold that with me, right? And so it just started because I've always been a football fan. Not to get on this big, you know, violin soapbox or anything like that, but, you know, my fondest memories is growing up as a child was at my grandfather's house. He used to tape all these old Super Bowls. I mean, I'm sitting here watching Super Bowl twenty. Chicago Bears beating the crap out of the Patriots, Fridge Perry, Jim McMahon, 70 Super Bowls, the old Steelers, Cowboys, all that kind of stuff, Uh, Giants, Broncos, just all of them. And so I always had a love for football. And then, you know, it's just one of those things, following football for the longest time. I tried playing football. It didn't work out. I played hockey for 20 years, so go figure. But, uh, you know, but I always loved football. I was always a big nut for football. I was just one of those nerds that, like, if you ask me who was on the, the 90s roster for this particular team, I probably could spout out three, four, five people. They're like, here's where they go. That's just how my mind works. Whether it's sick or not, I don't know. You figure somebody will figure that out. But <laughs> sick, um, do a study, a case study <laughs> on it. But, uh, but you know, we were sitting and watching the Saints game, and I was just rattling stuff off at a bar, and one guy was like, man, you just really got a lot of things to say. It seems like you're pretty knowledgeable. He's like, you ever thought about writing? And I'm like, no, because I didn't go to college for any of this. I just – hard hard work, right? right. And um, and so I started a, a Google blog spot, throwback, a long time ago. It was oh. first and five. That's how They've I first watched. started. It was right after the Saints lost to the 49ers in that – divisional oh. playoff that crushed everybody right that's what? when i started writing and so that was the one thing started officially therapy, doing bro. it and so yeah it was therapy because it was just it, it was mad like it was a bunch and then all the bounty gate stuff happened so yeah really wild times and so look i started there was working at a bank and then the guy was like i write for fan sided and uh, do who that dish and i'm like all right well what the hell i'll take a chance on it went there 
started, you know, just trying to, to learn a little bit more, do some things, some basic stuff. And then it led to, Hey, do you want to co-manage this site? And then eventually do you want to manage this site? I was there for three and a half years. It opened up wow. just tons of doors to be on radio and TV. Right. I remember my first interview was Jonathan Vilma at a Morton Steakhouse event. And Jonathan what? was just like the nicest guy in the world. You know, that's like really the first interview. And so look at, and in doing that, I switched to SB Nation and Canal Street Chronicles. I stayed there three yeah. and a half years. And, you know, that was where things took a little bit more of a turn because, you know, no disrespect, Canal, Canal Street Chronicles wasn't a really – serious type of blog and and i tried to to make it a little bit more serious than normal because right. you know just to be like hey we're objective we want to try to i want to try to cover this team like somebody would want to be covered and such still have right. a little bit of fan in it right but um you know and so things just kind of grow from there and, and finally get a little bit of credentials and, and honestly like i got credentialed one year to go things and then the next year they said they can't because they didn't in- embrace non-traditional media and such but and yeah. then it came back full circle in 2017 but you know uh and then i was doing things with them and i got hooked up with si in december of 2019 uh over at saints news network and man it's just i've been doing this full time this is all i do i got hooked up with boot crew doing video and, and the big thing is right. man i there's been times where i've admittedly have wanted to hang it up have thought about you know, I'm done. I kind of feel like it's as much as I can. And, yeah, you know, bottom line is I, I love what I do. And as soon as yeah. it feels like a job, then I'm out. Right. And so exactly. I think that's the biggest thing. Yep. I'm just waiting for the next big thing. Cause I think the biggest thing I've learned about myself, I don't like stagnation. Like you yeah. saw as three yeah. and a half years with fan side, three and a half years with yeah. you at this. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm out coming up about four years of SI. I'm like, what's next. Right. And so, uh, <sighs> but you know, going through all of that stuff is just totally non-traditional and just, just, coming in having a, a, a really like I, I came in and just just learned watched observed yeah, it was not right, like hey right. I'm trying to and pout work, my chest bro. and say work, yeah, man. And I watched work. from a distance and you work your ass so <laughs> grind it grind just, it, just work and grind man and that's and that's my about, that's me yeah and the good thing about you know what we do I mean me and look me and Adam we have day jobs this is not a full-time career um but the the whole content game putting content out there you could pretty much go as far as you want. You know, yes. obviously it's a it's a battle, it's a grind, it's a got a lot of competition and all this stuff, but really it's just about being uh creative, um, understanding who you are, understanding the people that you're trying to reach. And like you, man, like you like you said, you've built your 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 Brand. base just off you grinding how you grind it. So right, really man. the sky's the limit for you, and we don't know what that could be. It could be tv show it could be radio it could be podcast it could be all of it you know but i just know it's the sky sky like you and ross i watch you guys i'm like man they're gonna be around for a long time doing what i don't know but right i just love to see it yeah truly we, me and ross truly. joke we're like the we, we like to joke and say women we're the minority brother brothers from another mother key and pill <laughs> we just love it man like I, I think there's just um something to that too because i mean i i, I think there's not enough people from a minority perspective that's represented in, in, in NFL media yeah. in, yeah, in the landscape. Right. And so, and I'm Hispanic and, and, you know, obviously Ross is African-American. We got a lot of guys that do that. And there's a, we kind of have a running joke sometimes about where we are and stuff, but you know, look, I think that's part of it is I do this too because of who I am and, and just how it is. And um, you know, in some aspects I got a chip on my shoulder a little bit too. And yeah, you know, there's you things it. that just haven't bounced my way. And, and look, I, I don't 
want to say I'm vindictive in some aspects, but man, I, I remember, and I'm going to show you, you, you know, oh, you don't want ma- me. Ma- I'm going to show you how you, list. why you messed up. <laughs> It's a little bit short, but look, I, I know. It's so look, a, a I mean, that's what list, fuels though. me. That's what that's fuels a, me, I, man. You, is this John Hendricks? This this is Michael Thomas on the podcast. We're gonna talk about it right one day. One day we're gonna talk about it, like Mike <laughs> says in the Instagram. We'll talk about it one day. I take oh, it, man, I, I have seen that part. Of, I have seen that part of John on Twitter, though. Like, with somebody Twitter, come, with somebody coming his mitches on some bullshit, boy. John, like, you take, you could tell you taking his jacket off. Like, hold up, hold up, man. Oh, he sounded like us. I was like, oh, I'm John. <laughs> yeah, I come up like some people. It's, it's like I, again, I, I try to be. I'm very. I try to be very professional, respectful, all that. But this is just a line you just don't cross. And when you cross that line, yeah, period. I got to put you back in your place. Like, I just don't, I don't take to, to stupidity, ignorance, people calling and take a shot at my character. Like it was one last yeah. year about this Atlanta blog or something saying something about me. And I'm like, man, oh, kiss my ass. I vaguely like, remember really? that. Yeah. Like that one is just like talking about a Derek Carr thing. And I'm like, you don't know shit about me. Right. And I, again, it's just right. like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't know the first thing about me and you're going to sit here and run your mouth and then. Let everything speak for itself. But, man, it's just – I don't try to be that way, you know, as, as often. But, you know, there's just uh, – some, Sometimes you have to. Everybody got a dark side of that. Somebody, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's also, not going like, to get pushed around. It's just the – it's it's being – it's like the social media. Like, that's it's the, yeah. the the gift and the curse of that comes with social media. Sure. That, yeah. Being able to get, to get that interaction. But I'm glad you brought up the, like, lack of minorities, especially, like, in, in beat reporting and, and writing. Like I've always known it, but it was so it was so stark going to the senior bowl last year was in like, you know, when they were having like the, the interviews at press conferences with Kenny Pickett and I was I just looked around the room, I was like, damn, like no niggas in here. Like this ain't nothing, bro. Like like shit. Like it was but that but I'm I'm just saying like it was just it was eye opening, even though like I knew in my head right, what it right. looked like, right? And you know, Ryan and I do this. We we do this as as a side. I mean, it's a business, so it's not really a side thing. It's it's a business that we're passionate about and that that we do. But you know, we have our our primary jobs. So you know, see you to see Ross to to do what you guys do is, is truly an inspiration. The last thing I have for you before we let you go, we don't want to take up too much of your time. But this was um, impromptu. Oh, Ryan hit, hit, hit up. Um, <laughs> What is I, I? They've already got one win. They got one win when Ryan and I did the schedule release. We went through the schedule. We had the Titans game as a loss, but when we did the preview episode last week. We said that they were going to win. What is the what is the hype for this team? Like what what's the projection? The John Hendricks projection. They already got one one W in the bank. Like where do you see this team ending? Yeah, I picked him to win this week, too. I said 27-21 or 24-21. That was kind of where I felt like it, and I didn't think it was going to be a high-scoring game. Um, for me, I, I, I went 11-6. and six. I think 11-6 and six is probably the sweet spot. I think the right. ceiling can be more like 13-4 and four, just because of who they play. I think just because of the, the rookie quarterbacks. Now, I know people are like, wait a second, RG3 in the Dome in 2012, this quarterback that was – I understand that. But I think this defense is built and equipped to handle these running quarterbacks. I think you're going to see things why they got more athletic on the outside or why they got more mm-hmm. athletic in the interior as big reasons to shut down some of these dual-threat quarterbacks they might face or some other things like that. And so, look, this division, I mean, 
let's call it for what it is. It, it sucks. I mean, I was surprised to see the Bucks win. I was surprised to see Atlanta do a little bit of what it is, but it's week one. Like people are saying the Cowboys right. are going to win things because they beat the Giants 40 to nothing. Slow your roll. This is the Dallas that we talk about every single year, right? Talk against to me after the Giants. Against Daniel Jones. Like, I'm supposed to be impressed. Come on, Daniel Jones. They gave him all that money, and I don't understand it. I Bro, never that understood that one. Ter- terrible extension. Ooh. Terrible. I don't that, I don't, that, that's I don't. the whole. That's the whole two first like sunken fallacy cost, bro. Like, uh, drafted him. He played. He had a great season. We got to pay him. Like that's all that was. Sometimes it's okay not to pay. It is. It should be. (laughs) I I I lied. Now one more question. Only because you brought up the dual dual threat quarterback thing. I said this in our Discord. This to me feels like the perfect game that you call up Jalen Smith and have him on the field. The him being a late signing and him still having like a rejuvenation of his athleticism. Cause this athleticism wasn't there when he went to the giants, when he was on the Packers, I don't know if just being out of football for a little bit, just helped him get healthy. I don't know how long that athleticism is going to last, but to me, the Panthers don't in theory, like their receivers don't strike you as, as much of a threat. I really want to see Marshawn hone in, not let Adam Thielen get the best of him as he's, as he's done in the past. Like, if he's going to be a top three cornerback in the league, like, he has to be that week to week out. But defensively, come in with the plan. You can lock up their receivers in theory. And I would just have J- Jalen Smith be on the field just to – because I, I just don't want to see Bryce Young and his short self, like, doing, like – and just – I feel like that – Doing the Carlton. Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I like mean, what what I, uh, what it, what is it going to take or how do you see Jalen Smith getting on the field if he does at all not just for this game just for the season because I feel like he could bring another yeah. element to the defense yeah I mean he's looked outstanding I'll tell you that I mean he looks uh, just completely different just the side of him I've seen it that I just don't know if I've seen it in his career. Right. And, and just whether it's, it's good vibes, good system. One of the things he did tell us just to, just to talk about Jalen real quick, this is the first defensive minded coach, defensive coach he's played for. Mm. He's only played for offensive coaches. And so that's one of the reasons that attracted him to new Orleans. Now for him, he's more than the Mike guy. Right. And so obviously have DeMario and stuff. Uh, He's got to learn a little bit more of that special team side. I think to get a little bit more, Ryan Connolly just went down. Um, he's got a knee injury, so he's going to miss a, a good bit of time. So it's a chance for him to potentially get at least used in some of that aspect. They could bring right. back Ty Summers. But, look, I think he's very athletic. And the thing about it with Carolina is you got to have the speed on the field to be able to to do it. And so one of my concerns with the linebacking core is that, you know, Pete and DeMario, no questions, no no uh, qualms there. But if they roll out Zach Bond and it's pass coverage, oh, he's been a liability. He's been a liability, and I just don't think he has the speed to be able to keep up with somebody like a Bryce Young or something like that. And so I'd rather them play a lot more nickel in this game because Alante has the speed and then some to be able to get whatever he needs to get done. And so I don't know if they're going to run a spy on this game with him or something along that lines. I think it's something that we'll have to see how it plays out. But, look, I think Jalen Smith, man, if if he can – Learn a little bit more. I feel good about him getting on the field, but I'm not so convinced that a team's not going to find him and try to pry him away with some of these injuries. Yeah. He might get an opportunity. I was really shocked that he's not on a, a roster, like a 53-man roster right. starting for right. some team or playing for some team right now. It might happen, though. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nah, man. Yeah, you're right. That's that's the one thing I worry about. Yeah. Shoot. They run that risk. I mean, he coaching from the practice squad. I mean, but to be like, if they tried to poach him, he would have he would have the decision of whether he like he could, in theory, choose yeah, not to theory. sign with the team. Right. In yeah, theory, in theory, it, it depends. Like, it, it, yeah, it depends on what the offer is. Some of these right. other practice squad guys, like I mean, you look at like a Nico Lalos or Kyle Phillips. If somebody tells you you're getting a game check. I mean. That's, that means a lot for them, I'm sure, and they take yeah. the game check, depending on what their thing is. But, I mean, but now they're in a position because of Peyton Turner being out, and uh, that I think one of them are going to get the call up for sure. And they yeah. say you're going to have three roster spots open right now, and they haven't backfilled any of the other two. And so with Turner presumably mm. going to IR, they, they got three spots to work with. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to attack that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be I, interesting. I would I would say if Legolas – or sorry, that, that's my nickname for him. Get tight. <laughs> Legolas, <laughs> if he if he gets the call up before <laughs> Isaiah Foskey, we won't have to have a little conversation, man. That's all I'm saying. Just just a mm-hmm. tiny one, just mm-hmm. a tiny little conversation. Yeah. It would be concerning. No, I agree. I, I, mean, I agree. I think Foskey's got to learn. So the thing about like Turner is he played a lot more special teams. He played in like the field goal block. He played in, right. in all those types of things, uh, whether it's protection or punt team or anything like. That's the stuff that Foskey has to learn about, like. Early on in camp, this guy was kind of MIA. And again, I get it. It's a rookie. Pass rushers, they got to learn quick. They got to learn a lot of things. I think he grew a lot more going into training camp towards the end and preseason. He kind of saw the lights going on for him. Now he's going to be in a position where, assuming they don't bring one of the other guys up, he's going to have to be in that, you know, throw him into the fire a little bit. And so there may be some struggles, some growing pains, but I think the guy has a lot of talent. I I don't, I saw some people really overreact about it yesterday about him not playing as like, I get it. I understand. But, um, you know, it's just one of those that 
the way the game plan unfolded, the way things needed, maybe this is a game where he can shine because he's a lot more faster off the edge and right. can help isolate a guy like a Bryce Young. But again, I, I think he's going to be somebody that's going to be just fine. But ultimately, uh, you know, they're going to have to figure this thing out. And Lalos or Phillips are probably their two prime candidates. You know, I kind of float as like, might be a, a worth a call, see what Daniil Hunter is doing and what that price tag might be. But I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I never know. Anything else, Ryan? For John? No, nah, man. No, nah, man. We held this dude too long. <laughs> well, you good. Please. I don't even feel like it's been that long, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's what happens when you're having fun, man. But yeah. we gotta. Yeah. When we were in New Orleans for the Bears game, please the the invite for for you to come to the meetup is is fully in, extended. You and Rosser, you know, man. already invited. Uh, they, they would, everybody would love to have y'all there, man. They'd be yeah. so happy. Oh, yeah, so I love coming through, fans, but, man. I really do. Bro, we we got we probably gonna have at least thirty five ish people and at least six or seven from the UK, bro. Like it's going, it's nice. We gonna have a good ass time. So nice. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast or watching it, you already followed John Hendricks on Twitter. But yeah, please check out his actual work. Check out oh, his man. his write ups for his games. Like the, oh. his write ups for training camp is what I. Use oh, religiously, like a Bible, bro. This was like religiously, Bible, bro. <laughs> Turn to Hendrix chapters. Oh, okay, so okay, what did the, you know? That was, that's and he and it was organized so well, so you could go back and be like, "What happened in the first week?" Let me go back. It was yeah. great, man. It was great, great. but I, and, and I've tried to, man. Like, I no, I was gonna say, and I really try, like to. Like some people might think it's overload, but I'm like, I want you to feel like you're there. Like you don't, yeah. I don't think there's any secret of withholding information. Now I'm saying my None. observation are 100% accurate, right? And all that. Like I can only go by what I see, the eye test, but I'm charting every damn thing that's out there. I'm going to put it, I pay attention for stuff. Some of these other people Impressive, just talk man. the whole time. And then it's like, what, what are you doing here? Right. And I've come to work right. and stuff. So it's just, again, I, in that aspect, nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to, nobody's going to out hustle me on that. So nobody's going to out grind me on that. I just, I love I'm just going to keep doing it. We love to see him. Uh, uh, thanks so much for coming on, man. I, I, I'm upset that it took us so long to have you on this, All good, this, man. this long, as long as we've been potting. So thank you for coming on. Hope to see you in November at the bears game, John Hendricks, follow him on Twitter, follow him on Instagram, read his articles of sports illustrated. A pleasure, man. We appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you both. a lot. Thanks. We're out. Peace. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.